there, everybody. I am not a robot, but I am your host, Bill Conway. Welcome to Permadeath Weekly for the week of May 3rd. I hope your week was lovely. I hope you're all excited to go watch the Kogios movie in theaters this weekend. Um, select showings um, of the subtitled version. Of the, I'm fucking excited for it. Um, if you're not, well, I hope your weekend just full of nice weather and, uh, and good drinks with your good buds and uh, or bad drinks with yourself playing video games. That's what we're all about here at Permadeath. This week's track of the week comes from Croc, Legend of the Gabos from the PlayStation 1. A game that I have been looking into a lot of lately because I am putting a show together for the Permadeath YouTube channel that involves my past. And Croc just happens to be one of those games I played a lot of as a kid. And it led me to the theme song again, which I have, you know, my memory of it is very, very, very um, f- fuzzy. And um, it's so good. It's like, it's like scary good, you know? Uh, like, I was surprised going back and listening to this. I'm like, man, this, this shit fucking... This shit swings, dude. This rocks. I guess I'm gonna rocks. Crocs. Sorry. Sorry. So we've got kind of a, a slower news week for me here, um, this week. It's not as much that I want to talk about. The fuck? The hell is this? I guess I should answer this. I'm recording the fucking show. Uh, hi. Oh my god, you actually answered. I was so nervous. I'm uh, Look, I'm such an epic fan, and I've been hovering over the call button for 30 minutes. <laughs> well, you know what? Today you're in luck. I'm actually, funnily enough, recording weekly right this very minute. Oh my god. So depending on who you are and what you want, oh uh, maybe we could, first for the show, we could leave it in. Uh, leave it in the recording. What's up? Wow, um, okay. Oh my god. I'm suddenly shaking. This is perfect. I have an exclusive story for your show. Um, it's a bit personal, but it's very juicy stuff. Oh! Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, one second. Give me just a second here. Uh, I was not expecting this, obviously. So let me just make sure that our call is definitely being picked up on the recording. Um, and uh, yeah, we're good. Um, so what's up? What do you got? Okay. So there's this really close friend of mine that's putting it all out on the line to help give developers in the PC space a larger cut. And instead of being understanding and patient, the community has resorted to all this backlash and name-calling instead of being open and supportive. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. I guess I should have asked this in the beginning, and if you said it already and I missed it, I'm sorry. But um, did, did you say what your name was? Uh, <clears throat> uh Eric. 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 Oh, Jesus Christ. Epic Games, is that you? Yes. For fuck's sake. You literally meant a story about exclusives. What did I tell you? Did I not reply to your text this morning telling you that I would not be talking about your store on the show anymore? I get that. But... And how much did you spend on the fancy voice software? A lot, but... They're a part of Epic now, and they're getting a great... You know, there's a well-meaning and thoughtful goal to creating a better share for those who put the hard work in in this industry while simultaneously creating an uncomfortable fire under your competition's ass. But, dude, it's a long road to goodwill when your main way of doing so is using this money to buy all of these exclusives from your competition. It's creating a fucking rift between the platform's community and removing a staple that PC players have long cherished. You understand what that staple is. Choice and flexibility. Yeah, but you're not Please, getting... just one second. 
You already know how I feel about this. I personally do not mind using multiple launchers, but there are legitimate concerns being raised by people. And when you're taking existing IP, buying them off and removing them off of Steam, that instead of looking like the big new nice family on the block, you're instead looking like that big new asshole family who starts building their fence into your fucking yard. Throwing your big body around with your money to force players to use your service might be the shortest route to succeeding in your mission, but you're losing out on a lot of goodwill from your community in the process. You know, that, that makes sense. I think I'm starting to understand. Wait, one, one second. Sorry, my producer just came in. Hey, man, there's a phone call from a Tim Sweeney about some kind of buyout deal. Oh, for fuck. Oh, my God. Goodbye. Wait, wait, wait. Jesus Christ. Sorry about that, folks. Um, I guess I'm going to leave that in because that about covers my opinions on the Epic Games situation and their acquisition of Psionics and Rocket League this week. Um, so besides that, um, in terms of a news week, you know, like I said earlier, uh, before the, before the Discord call, um, which by the way, hold on a second. Let me make sure they're on ignore before we continue. Okay. Good. Yeah. In terms of, um, news that I kind of want to talk about, um, because there is certainly, um, uh, there are certainly things to discuss this week. You know, we've got Nintendo Switch Online, um, with 9.8 million subscribers. You know, we've got sales figures lifetime for the PS4, some Activision business calls about free to play stuff. But I mean, I just, uh, you know, as much as I'd love to talk about how people thought Splatoon 2 was going to die because people have to pay to play it now and they were wrong, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> you know, there's, there's only, you know, so many stories a week that I, that I really, that are juicy enough for me to want to talk about. You know, we've got the Borderlands 3 stuff this week. We had Randy Pitchford come out and, and, uh, present that game with an extensive preview event and tons of people were streaming it and, and people are happy. Fans are happy. Um, the, the thing I do want to talk about this week is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer. Which I think is the thing the internet is talking about the most. And in terms of the most noteworthy and, you know, at the expense of hardworking visual effects artists, the, the most terrifying thing that everybody has taken joy in memifying for the, for the past few days. You know, it's not very often the internet, you know, everybody on the internet can collectively just get together and, and just rag on a thing. And we saw it happen when, you know, the po- original poster came out and Sonic's body was just the outline of a muscular man. Um, and now we get to see him in action. And, uh, you know, it's a thing where I struggle with my, my own willingness to just rip this thing to shreds. But, but I take, um, comfort. No, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not going to use that word comfort, but I, 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 I take solace in knowing that I am ripping probably the decision of a suit of 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 somebody in charge of this movie who has no creative input besides saying what what can or can't happen. There is no way any artist worth their salt <laughs> thought that this design for Sonic was good. And I, I have my reasoning for that in 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 a second once I give us our update on this story. Um, but this is this I'm talking about it right now as if we haven't gotten the update from the director Jeff Fowler, who put out a tweet this evening um, addressing the feedback for the trailer, which I was I was curious about. I was wondering, is anybody involved in this film going to talk about this? <laughs> you know, is Ben Schwartz or James Marsden or Jim Carrey anybody going to talk about this? You know, because it's it's really hard to ignore. 
Um, especially coming off of the goodwill that Detective Pikachu has created. It's a very fun time to, to be excited about a video game movie, you know, and the prospects of that after all of the buzz and, and excitement around Detective Pikachu, which again, something that when it was announced, when its casting was announced, you know, everybody was in a fervor because they wanted Danny DeVito. And, you know, just the idea of Ryan Reynolds being Pikachu in a, in a live action Pokemon movie, you know, naturally got some people worried. You know, skepticism is totally warranted in these situations, just as it was for Sonic. You know, but there was that hope once we saw Detective Pikachu and like, oh, wow, there's a lot of heart in this. That when that first trailer came out and, you know, they went r- realistic with the Pokemon designs, but they also kind of adhered to, you know, those same design principles that are in the original drawings. It was very fun, and people were instantly excited, and that excitement has continued. You know, there's so much good buzz around that film. You know, early impressions are really positive. In every trailer they've put out since the initial one, you know, they've all just been really fun, and it's fun to see different, you know, uh, sneak peeks into the live-action Pokemon world that they've created. Um, so I have to wonder if, like, the executives behind this Sonic movie saw that reaction to... Detective Pikachu and thought, oh, wow, wow, thank God. Pikachu has visible fur. Jigglypuff has visible fur. Our Sonic movie, it's gonna, it's gonna kick ass, bro. People are gonna love it. Do you see the like ratio on Detective Pikachu? They have opened the door for us, bro. When they see our, our muscular human Sonic with human teeth and human eyes, they're gonna shit, bro. I got an idea. Let's put out a poster. Like, dude, this poster's not a good idea. Um, it's not a very good representation of Sonic. We can barely see him, and it's just the outline, and you can see defined biceps. It's strange. Nah, bro. We fucking got this. Trust me. Boom. We're breaking the internet today. Ah! You broke it. It was horrible. It was terrifying. But there was hope. You know, maybe they would have seen the feedback from that poster and been like, we should maybe change the trailer. <laughs> Trade, do something. Because it's been a long time since the poster... And this trailer, you know, um, well, it turns out that the, what, what we saw the poster, I maybe even prefer that to the real life version. Cause at least in the poster, he doesn't have human teeth. He's got human teeth in this movie. Like strange. And just the, the physique of his body. He's just a human. He's just a little man covered in blue fur. No design principles at all from the original Sonic were carried over into this version. <laughs> like they did in Detective Pikachu. You know? Um, it, and wow. You know? But we got an update from Jeff Fowler, who tweeted today. I'm uh, recording this on May 2nd. Um, he, he tweeted, Thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You are not happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic movie. Hashtag gotta go fast. Got, gotta fix fast. Wow. Okay. Wrench emoji. Peace emoji. So they're fucking changing this. Which means like that's like presumably like a lot of this movie is probably done. You know? They're going back and revising the design. I am so curious what comes out of this. You know? Like, what do they do? You know, and somebody brought up a good point on Twitter. This sucks for the VFX department. Because from what I understand, in terms of Hollywood, VFX departments don't have a union. 
the way that like actual like I don't say I don't want to use the word actual animation. That's a fucked up thing to say, but I mean two D like hand drawn animation does. And so they get fucked over bad, like the video game industry, you know, hard overtime. So going back and fixing this movie that they have just that they had finished or or, or are close to finishing. Man, fucking a, you know, people who probably made a point to suggest that this design sucks several times. Like I said before, in the beginning of the segment, no artist worth their salt looks at this and goes, this is Sonic the Hedgehog. Besides his design, though, that's the thing everybody's focusing on. Oh, it's like a Sonic, he's ugly, looks like a human, he's strange. The movie itself just looks bad. You know, I, I, I don't want to keep drawing comparisons to Detective Pikachu, but it is the single best comparison because it is the same idea. You know, bringing this this world that we know and love and bringing it to life. You know, literally. Um, but while Detective Pikachu is set in the Pokemon universe, and it's cool to see this this side of it, you know, and and it's neat that you know we're we're in a world where this stuff exists and it's understood. They don't have to like explain anything to the viewer. Like you're you're just watching another Pokemon city, you know, that could be in any of the games. Whereas like Sonic seems to just be in the United States of America, and he's like. He has a line in the trailer about saving your planet, so he's probably from space. And, like, what the fuck is the story of this movie? The trailer doesn't really say. Someone's causing blackouts. I think it's Sonic. And the military needs to find out why, so they hire Robotnik. But Robotnik is trying to kill Sonic, okay. But then, like, who is Sonic trying to fight? Robotnik? But if Sonic wasn't causing the blackouts to begin with, they wouldn't have hired Robotnik and given him all these military resources to do his job. So what the hell is the storyline in this film? Why is the United States military in a Sonic the Hedgehog story? The dude from Band of Brothers is in this movie. He's going to likely interact with Sonic at some point. What the hell is that? I saw some people talking like, man, wouldn't it have been cool to like set this in some of the zones from Sonic? So many neat aesthetics that you could have pumped into this thing. You know, flavor from, from the games. Instead it's like, Sonic probably, I bet you I know how this movie starts. He probably like crashes into Earth in his blue ball form. Sorry, I don't know much about Sonic. And then he causes a blackout. And then like, what's it? I don't know what his motivation. I don't, I don't know what this movie is, man. Strange. So strange. I mean, I'm going to watch it. No doubt about it. But I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, good news if you want to get into Final Fantasy XIV. There are some nice little steps you can take to get into that game for no money, or potentially a little bit of money if you aren't already subscribed to Amazon or Twitch Prime. Uh, but currently they're still running, uh, I believe, on Twitch Prime. You can get the starter edition of the game for free, which comes with a free 30 days, which gives you the uh, level 1 through 50 experience. Um, that's running until May 3rd. Wow, okay, <laughs> today. <laughs> Well, you have till now <laughs> to do this. Well, you know what? Fuck me. That's, that gives that, you know, that's, that's my fault for not researching. But I mean, hey, it's May 3rd as, at, at the time of this upload. So if you're listening to this right now on the Friday and you're like, oh wow, shit, fuck. I, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, rush, grab it because until June, um, let me see if there's an actual date on that. Uh, June, 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 June 27th. You can also grab the first expansion, Heavensward, 
for free. So you'll be able to do 1 through 60 uh, for the price of nothing. Um, again, if you're already subscribed to Twitch Prime. So, uh, yeah, rush on that shit. Or, you know, if you, you know, the starter edition I don't think is very much money. Um, Heaven's Word's free. So, grab it. The new expansion, um, Shadowbringers comes out, um, in July, early July, very early July, like the earliest July, um, which I'm very excited about. And hop on. Very good MMO. Very fun game. Um, there's also a really, uh, uh, unlimited, uh, I was going to say extended trial, but it's a limited trial up to level 30. So, um, good time to hop in. A lot of freebies hopping around there. The last news story I want to talk about, actually, I just noticed this, I just saw it now. And again, sorry, I, I, I didn't, I thought I'd be talking about Sonic for longer than I did. But there's not much to say besides I'm bewildered and anything that, you know, could be joke worthy, you know, they're apparently fixing the way he looks. So, I mean, I'm going to wait and see what it looks like after the, after the fact. They have until November to fix them. Um, oh, and Jim Carrey is Robotnik. Initially, I was like, oh man, this is vintage Jim Carrey. But the more I watch it, it's like, he's literally, Jim Carrey, you know, <laughs> he's just doing like old Jim Carrey bits that you could have like superimposed from a deleted scene from Ventura or, you know, um, and it's so weird, you know, what kept puzzling me about it is like they end the trailer with like the bomb drop that like, oh my God, Robotnik, like Jim Carrey ends up looking like, like Eggman, he gets bald and has the big mustache. They went that far to make a human being look that ridiculous, but they tried to make Sonic as human and realistic looking as possible instead of going full cartoony Sonic with him. It's amazing. It's amazing. Wonderful eat chili dogs in the movie. Um, but there's a story here that I just saw. Um, it's about Call of Duty. Because um, I was actually just talking about this with my dad today. I was talking to him about Epic Games and, you know, explaining that whole situation to him and, uh, he asked me, you know, you know, about Fortnite, you know, and, and it's free. And then we got talking about Blackout because he plays Call of Duty. Um, and I, you know, I really like Blackout as well. And we got talking about, you know, the new Call of Duty coming out this year. And we were talking about, you know, uh, I was, ex- you know, explaining to him what I think they might do with, with Blackout and what I think they should do with Blackout. Um, and I, and I'm curious if Activision will follow through with that and if it might line up with what they're talking about here. Activision says, uh, this is an article from GameSpot. Um, that's where I got it from anyway. Um, new Call of Duty game, rumored to be Modern Warfare 4, will be announced soon. And the uh, subject line is Activision says it needs to do more to keep Call of Duty players engaged after release. Um, the quote from uh, Activision boss Cody Johnson says, We need to do even more to maintain the breadth of our Call of Duty player base beyond the launch quarters, he said. The Call of Duty team is hard at work on that for this fall's big content release. Excitement for which is incredibly high around the organization. We expect that both the launch and the post-launch will bring game-changing experiences to our fans. So, I'm, I'm going to assume Black Ops 4 had a large drop-off then, if this is part of their strategy. Of them going, oh wow, yeah, people stopped playing Blackout, or people stopped playing Black Ops 4 in general. You know, there's really tough competition for Battle Royale this year. You know, Blackout, when it came out, People were loving it, you know. It was fun. I was like, "Oh man, this is nice." For console players, they don't really have a PUBG, and the one they have runs bad. So here we go. Blackout brings that PUBG experience, but it's also like playing Call of Duty. This is this could not have been more perfect. Then their support for that slowed down a lot, and then Apex Legends launched, which is by Respawn, which are the Modern Warfare guys. Vincent Pella knows how to make a game that feels good, you know, as evidenced from all of his work. 
you know, the first two Modern Warfare games, Titanfall 1 and 2, now Apex Legends, and for people who liked playing Blackout for its speed, for its Call of Duty speed, Apex Legends kind of came in for free and kind of stole a lot of that thunder, uh, you know, and, and Blackout was kind of forgotten about. And they put out that update, Alcatraz, which is a smaller, faster map, um, which, you, which you could respawn on and stuff like that. And, and it looked neat. I didn't, I didn't really mess around with it too much um, at all, at all, really. And um, yeah, I just, I just don't hear people talking about it. You know, it doesn't really make a splash. And, and, you know, I imagine even the main multiplayer for Black Ops 4. I mean, Call of Duty has its faithful. But there's a reason, obviously, that they're talking about this, about wanting to keep people hooked after launch. It's obviously a thing they're trying to figure out. How do we keep people playing? I'm going to tell you, paid map packs are not it, dude. That's like the most archaic thing you can go by. They're like the last last publisher still doing that. Nobody does paid map packs anymore, not even Battlefield. It's a thing that if you want people to get excited about your game, you do it by making it a living multiplayer game. And I don't mean you need to have lore events like Overwatch or whatever. You don't need to have any fucking reason for the stuff you're adding. But you need to make people excited about, oh, wow, wait, what's coming this week? Look at what Fortnite does. And we just talked about last week, you know, Fortnite fucking working people to the bone to make sure this happens. And I would hope that that's not Activision's plan. Like, oh, wow, that works, huh? Uh, I'm sure they already do it in very many ways. But... They need to look at how these other games are doing it and kind of adapt to the current market because there's still the old dinosaur putting out map packs. And this most recent one for Black Ops 4, you couldn't even buy the fucking pack separately. There was one giant season pass, and if you didn't buy it, you got none of the DLC. Like, you held me hostage. Like, oh, wow, this pack sucks. I'm going to wait for the next pack. And, and like, But you can't do that this time. So I think, I think your DLC strategy... Scared some people off from maybe buying that. Who wants to drop 50, 60 bucks on maps that might suck? You know, but your only way to experience even some of the good ones are, are buying them all. I have to imagine that probably didn't sell very well. I have no data on that at all. I'm just inferring. I mean, the aggressive monetization of Black Ops 4 was a joke. It had literally every style of microtransaction in it. It had a battle pass. It had loot boxes. You know, it, it, it had everything. It had individual skins to buy for like 25 bucks. It, it had every, then the season pass. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Spare any, spare any room. You glutton. And like, was it like a smorgasbord? Let's see which one makes more money. And then I'm like, did any of them? I mean, I'm sure they did, but like, you know, I, I, I can't imagine too many people bought into some of that stuff. You know, people were, people were more vocal about that than ever. So I'm curious what their plan is for this. How do you lock people in to the next Call of Duty? Free support. Free packs. Free maps, man. And I think what you do, with Blackout especially, because it's going to be very interesting. The thing I'm most looking forward to seeing is what they do with Blackout. Because that's that costs money. Whereas Apex is free. Fortnite is free. PUBG is cheap. PUBG was first, so it already has its its player base built in. But Blackout, when the next Call of Duty comes out, what do Call of Duty players do? <laughs> because I, I believe, from what I've read, there is no Battle Royale in Modern Warfare 4. That's not something they have in development. So Blackout, presumably, will probably be Call of Duty's Battle Royale mode. That will potentially be built out every year. They gotta make it free to play. And this has been said ad nauseum, I'm not the first person to say this, but they have to make Blackout free to play. And then I think what they should do, whether Treyarch wants to do it or not, I think it's very important is when Blackout goes free, 
I think when Modern Warfare 4 comes out, I think Call of Duty devs should unite a little bit, and I think Treyarch should work with Infinity Ward and make a Modern Warfare 4-themed map and weapon set for Blackout. And then whenever the next Call of Duty rolls around, Treyarch and the Blackout team should work with whichever team is making the next Call of Duty and add to Blackout. If you can build Blackout to being this free-to-play massive, every year it gets a giant update themed around the latest Call of Duty Battle Royale game, you have something very neat on your hands. I mean, and they've already ex- um, experimented with Blackout being free for an extended period, uh, extended period of time. Um, it's been free for the entire month of April, so people can try out Alcatraz. It's been free on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. And I'm very curious if they're using that data and thinking, wow, we made it free for this month. Look at all the people who joined. And those people played that entire month. Imagine if we made it free the entire year and supported it next to the new Call of Duty games. Hey, I think that's a good idea. I'm not a money man. I don't make these decisions. But, hey, they're thinking about some ways to keep people. I think that's a great idea. I think that would be that would be smart and consumer friendly and respecting the work that went into Blackout. Because I wouldn't want to see that abandoned for because from everything that I've read and heard is Vonderhaar and the team of Treyarch worked their ass off on Blackout. And they had a team de- uh, dedicated specifically to it. So keep them working on Blackout. Have whoever else at Treyarch make whatever the next Call of Duty is. I Honestly, I, what else could... I'm curious what Treyarch does because I don't know if they keep making Black Ops games. So I, I don't know, man. Um, food for thought, Cody Johnson, if you're listening. Call me up on Discord. Epic Games fucking does it. Um, yeah, that about does it, honestly, for, like, the news this week. Um, I said last week I would give you some Days Gone impressions, and yeah, man, I, I think that game rocks. To be honest with you, um, I'm glad it does, because I said last week I had a whole whole thing about how people should appreciate Sevens more often. You know, people automatically look at scores like that, and, and they write these games off because they're not Tens or Nines. You know, but not everything could be that, but I, I picked Days Gone up and have up maybe 8 to 10 hours in it so far, and... I don't know what the, it's it's great i i would call it great i you know i think it's well made it's beautiful i think the gameplay loop is very satisfying i'm a big open world fan i like it i think it's neat to see zombies roam through the forest at night you know riding the motorcycle around is very fun i like deacon as a character i know you know his character came into question a lot in two reviews but I mean, uh, well, one way I describe them to my friends is a lot of the reviews are like, you know, he's just he's just irritable and an asshole kind of. And, you know, and given the circumstances, I mean, who the fuck's nice in the zombie apocalypse? That's one of those myths that like people get like he's just an asshole. Who the fuck find me one who's not an asshole in, in the zombie apocalypse? There's no time to be nice. That's not an excuse me to be a jerk. But like, man, life sucks. And like, it's not even like the life sucks way of like, oh man, I fell in a puddle this morning. It's like, no, I can literally walk out my front door and get eaten by a fucking freak. I'm mad. <laughs> but the way I describe them to my to my friend is that he, it's like playing a Division Two enemy, um, like like a random grunt in the Division Two as a protagonist and giving a little more personality. And I say that in the best way possible because one of my favorite things in the Division Two is like the banter that the enemies will yell out. They'll just yell out these like like really silly just profanity laden just screams of like oh you fucking bitch dick and like deacon will just yell stupid shit out like that and i love it i love it it's 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 fun to play as him you know he's not a he's not a usual protagonist um and yeah i mean i just everything about is meaty I'm, i'm just having a really good time with it so far
Um, we'll see how that changes as I go along, but um, I'm really happy with the purchase. Yeah, if you're into open world games, you like zombies. I don't know, man. Um, I think it's good. And I'm hearing a lot of good buzz about it uh, online, too. I'm happy, you know. Um, we live in a time where reviews are really not as important as people make them out to be anymore. And I think publishers should clue in on that too. Cause I don't know if publishers still do the whole Metacritic bonus shit, if they care even about it or, or if they're smart and care more about the analytics of what are people talking about on social media and how well is it doing on Twitch? Because Twitch is more important than anything nowadays. I find out ab- about so many games on Twitch, you know? I'm looking at that top 30 games on there and seeing what people are streaming and it's like, oh wow, what is this? You know, and if you have a streamer enjoying the game, that translates to sales from people in chat, man. And you might not think it does, but it does. That is why people give games to streamers. That's why people put so much stock in that. Because why read a review and someone painstakingly going over every detail when you can watch someone play it and see if they're having fun and go, wow, this looks like something I'd like to play. It's so valuable. And for the longest time over the week of Days Gone's launch, it was in like the, the top 10 every single day. Like 50,000 viewers like every day. People playing it. People watching it. Um, so it had really good retention for its initial launch, which for single player games, they always drop off because once streamers start beating them, no one's watching them anymore. But, you know, it, it's still up there. Um, it's at 10K viewers right now as I'm recording this. So I think the game's going to do just fine. And it cracked. Um, it was like the top physical sales launch in the UK this year. Beating Mortal Kombat th- this month. Fucking impressive. You know? So it, it, that kind of stuff makes me happy. Because people fight tooth and nail, viciously insult people over reviews. You know, and that console fanboy stuff comes out. You know, when an exclusive gets a bad review, either side. We saw it with Crackdown, we're seeing what day's gone. People just like, yes, I'm so glad it sucks. It's like, fuck you, dude. I, I Like, you suck. You suck. How how dark are your days? <laughs> That's like something you're willing to just go to bat for. You know? An exclusive on a platform you don't own got a bad score, so you're like flexing in the mirror over it. Mom, you'll never fucking believe it. It got a 71, Mom. Do you fucking see these muscles, Mom? You see this shit? You see how much how strong it's making me? Do you see? I need some toast, Mom. I need some bread. It's fucked up. It's real fucked up. <laughs> it's real fucked up. But, uh, yeah, fuck reviews, you know, for, for, for determining whether you should or shouldn't buy something. I think they're fine. I think reviews have a purpose. Certainly not the be all end all, especially when it's a seven. Come on, folks. Take your underwear out of your butthole. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's permanent weekly for the week. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Let me know what you thought. Hit me up on Twitter. You can find me at Peppered Ham. You can tweet the show directly at Perma Podcast. You can also find the links to our Discord there and on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. All the links are down below. If you're listening on your podcast service, you can find our Twitter at Perma Podcast. Links are there. Um, hit us up. Let us know. You can also email us at permadeathpodcast at gmail.com if you prefer to do that discreetly instead of publicly on Discord or on Twitter. Um, you can also DM me. My DMs are open. I think the Perma Podcast Twitter's DMs are open. Go ahead. Shoot some messages at me. I like reading them. Um, let us know what you thought of any of the stories on the show. And as always, see you in the history. History.